Hi guys, this is your girl Wakeji Kamore and welcome to Reflections by Wakeji Kamore. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending on the time that you are listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in. And I am really really truly honored and, and humbled by just the fact that there are people out here listening to this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, today we are going to be covering Genesis chapter 29. And in the last chapter, which is Genesis chapter 28, Jacob was traveling from Canaan to his uncle's to his uncle Laban's homeland. So when Jacob arrived in the east, he saw a well with three flocks of sheep lying beside it. So Jacob approached and asked the shepherds if they knew Laban. And they told him that they were from Haran and that they knew Laban. And in fact, Laban's daughter Rachel was headed to the well to water her father's sheep. So when Jacob saw her, so Rachel, he drew water from the well and watered Rachel's sheep for her. He then kissed her and we- and wept. And when Rachel heard that Jacob was his relative, she ran to tell her father. And when Laban heard the news about his sister's son, Jacob, he ran to meet him. He hugged him and kissed him and brought him into his house. And Jacob told Lab- Laban everything that had happened. Then Laban said, "This is wonderful. You are from my own family so jacob stayed with laban for a month now laban had two daughters the older one was leah and the younger one was rachel the bible records that leah had delicate eyes but rachel was more beautiful after jacob had stayed at laban's house for a month laban asked jacob how he would like to be paid for the work that he was doing for laban And Jacob said, "I will work 7 years for you if you will allow me to marry your daughter Rachel." <laughs> Then Laban agreed. So Jacob stayed and worked for Laban for 7 years. But it seemed like a very short time because he really loved Rachel. After the 7 years, Jacob said to Laban, "Give me Rachel so that I can marry her. My time of working for you is finished." So Laban held a party for all the people in that place. And the party went on until night time. And that night, Laban brought his daughter Leah. Leah is the firstborn. Rachel is the one that Jacob wanted to marry. He brought his firstborn Leah to Jacob. And Jacob and Leah slept together. And in the morning, Jacob saw that it was Leah that he had slept with and not Rachel. And he said to to Laban, "You tricked, you have tricked me. I have worked for hard for you for 7 years so that I could marry Rachel. Why did you trick me?" Then Laban said, "In our country, we don't allow the younger daughters to get married before the older daughters. So continue your marriage ceremony for a week and I will also give you Rachel to marry, but you must serve me for another 7 years." So Jacob finished the week, then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as as a wife and Jacob slept with Rachel as well. And Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah, and Jacob worked for Laban for another 7 years. God saw that Leah wasn't loved, so while Rachel remained barren, God en- enabled Leah to conceive a son, and Leah named her first son Reuben, because she said, "God has looked at my afflic- affliction." And she thought that surely now Jacob would love her because she had gotten him a son. Anyway, soon after some time she got a second son, he- she named him Simeon because the Lord had heard that Jacob had hated her. And then her next son, her third son, he named she named him Levi in hope that her husband will now be joined to her. But that did not happen. And then the next one, uh, the next son was named Judah because Leah said, "This time 
I will praise the Lord. This is my personal takeout from this chapter. I feel like there are, there are many, but I'll just share two. In this chapter, there's some sort of deja vu, you know, same scenario, but different responses. I don't know, guys, whether you remember when Abraham had sent his servant to find a wife for his son, Isaac, and he got to a well. It feels like people are meeting their wives at the well. And he got to a well <laughs> and prayed that God would grant him favor and that the girl who would come and draw water from for him and his camels would be Isaac's wife. That's the same scenario that is happening in this in this chapter. But instead of God, so I mean Jacob goes, approaches, sees a well, and approaches the shepherds, and the shepherds say, Oh, yeah, we know Laban. As a matter of fact, his daughter is coming to the well. But instead of Jacob asking God to grant him favor, he decides to rely on his own street smart and his own strength. First, when the shepherds told that told Jacob that Rachel was approaching the well. We see in verse 7, Jacob telling the shepherds to water their sheep and go back to the field. This was an attempt for him to get rid of the shepherds so that he can be left alone with Rachel at the well. We also see that immediately Rachel arrives at the well, Jacob swiftly rolls down the stone that covered the well and waters Rachel's sheep. Yet the other shepherds' sheep had been there all this time, like they had been waiting. Because what used to happen is that at, the, at that well, all the ships would come together and then the stone would be rolled and then all the ship would be watered together. But immediately Jacob saw that Rachel's ship had arrived. He rolled down the stone and watered Rachel's ship first. Jacob was so used to getting his, his way through tricks and through street smart that even after he had encountered God, he still trusted his tricks more than God. He still start, trusted his smartness more than God. May we never be those who trust in our own wits, our own tricks, our own street smartness, more than we trust in God. In this chapter as well is a story of Jacob reaping what he had sown. Jacob had exchanged the younger for the older when he was tricking his dad, and Laban in this instant exchanged the older for the younger. Now the deceiver was the deceived. You see, the thing is when Jacob deceived his father and cheated his brother Esau, God did not change his plan to choose Jacob because God had already chosen Jacob to receive the birthright. But instead, God took Jacob to a school of difficult experience to discipline him. him. This shows that our, our our disobedience may not necessarily derail God's plan for our lives. But it will greatly affect how we end up experiencing that plan, the plan that God has for us. Because God had already chosen Jacob. But he went ahead and tricked, tricked, tricked. And then that's when he went through this whole difficult experience. Because you reap what you sow. So the lesson is, you reap what you sow. So you better be sure that what you're sowing, in how you're treating people, in how you behave with what your employer has trusted trusted you with, in your daily dealings is something that you wouldn't mind reaping in future because what you sow you reap anyway guys thank you so much for listening to genesis chapter 29 see you tomorrow at the same time and have yourself a lovely day